Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored that you have made the choice to invest in yourself and tune in today. As the name says, we are business creators. We're entrepreneurs, small business owners, local business owners. We're marketing and business coaches, consultants, and mentors. We are the business creators who help others grow their businesses, and we have the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers as you market and grow. If you are one or more of the above, and in fact, many of our listeners, myself included, are all four of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Also, check us out on outlets like Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, we're through a lot of different networks. Make sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Fresh episodes will be served to you every single week. And as soon as you sign on, you're going to have over 190 episodes covering a variety of topics that will help you win at the game of business and marketing. And i got to tell you, I read that jingle every single week, and I think that might have been one of the best iterations yet. I think I'm going to go subscribe to iTunes, listen to my own podcast, and transcribe that bad boy, because I think it's fantastic. So uh, our listeners also know that not only am I the host of the Business Creators Radio Show, but I'm actually a listener just like you. Uh, When we have our excellent guest experts on, I have my pad and pen out, actually two pens, a little success trip excuse me, a little success tip for you, is when you are in a position where you need to take notes, don't have a pen. Have two pens. In case one gives out, you don't have to scramble for another and then miss a critical aha moment. Same if you're using pencils. Have two pencils because snap, and then you have nothing to write with, and we don't want that. Today, we are going to jump into uh, our very popular track on media and public relations. Every few months, we have somebody on Business Creators Radio Show in the area of public relations, publicity, media. And I've got to tell you that today, with the democratization of information, literally everybody is potentially a media network. Have smartphone, have Facebook Live, have uh, whatever streaming uh, service you like, and you can instantly become a followed and recognized commentator on your topic that people listen to. And for that reason, it's never, never, never a better time to be involved in public relations or to understand the power of public relations. And today, we're going to talk about how to grow your business through PR. And to share that with us today, I'm very excited to have Josh Elledge of UpNPR.com. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about Josh. He is the founder and chief executive angel of SavingsAngel.com and is one of the nation's leading experts on consumer savings. Josh is a weekly syndicated newspaper columnist, reaching more than 1.1 million readers. He also appears regularly on more than 75 TV stations across the country, having appeared on TV or radio more than 1,500 times. UpNPR provides step-by-step media, excuse me, up-by-step video coaching, live training, direct access to over 1 million media contacts, media monitoring for ongoing story ideas, agency-level journalist inquiry monitoring, ongoing pitch creation, and impactful consulting for entrepreneurs and startups seeking to exponentially increase sales and traffic. Josh lives in Orlando, Florida, beautiful city, and is a U.S. Navy veteran, a dad of three awesome kids, and is a self-proclaimed fitness geek. 
Uh, I'm sitting out here on my beautiful balcony here in Las Vegas. We're in that very rare time of the year where it's neither too chilly nor too hot to sit outside. So Josh is down in Orlando. I'm here in Las Vegas. You are tuned in right now. Josh, welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Adam. Sorry about that. It's great to be here. And, uh, you know, I love that, that we're couching this conversation in the democratization of reach. Uh, because that's exactly what's happening in the world of public relations. And I couldn't be more thrilled about it, to be honest with you. Right, absolutely. And I've covered extensively, including in my chapter in Journeys to Success and Millennial Edition, um, in my chapter, which is called Two Dates with Destiny, there's a section called, um, or it doesn't have a subtitle, but it's actually the section of that chapter, which deals with the power of the new American voter. And for better or worse, and I like to say actually for better, even though it's painful, it's distorted, it's sometimes incendiary, uh, the fact is, is that we as citizens have an unprecedented ability to gain and seek our truth. Not the truth that we're being fed, but to go out and find information sources and do our own research and fact-checking and make our decisions as to what is accurate, what is fair, what is real. And the beauty of public relations is it gives you, the listener, the opportunity to insert your voice and be heard. Very, very important yeah. stuff. So what I'd yeah. like to do first, you know, so very like to do first before we dive in here, um, Josh, I read off your bio. It's beautiful stuff. Tell me a little bit about your own path, uh, your own story, and what has led you to this place where you function at the intersection of your brilliance and passion serving business creators. Yeah. Well, I listen, I did not ask to start a PR firm. This kind of I, I kind of stumbled into this reluctantly. Uh, so the long, long story short is that uh, over 10 years ago, I launched a company called SavingsAngel.com. And it's a membership-based website for the most part. We um, – we help consumers cut their grocery bill in half. And when I launched that company, I knew that exposure is everything and that uh, if you don't have exposure, you may have the, the best business idea in the world, but it's not going to get any sales because no one's going to know about you. And so uh, I had no money for advertising, uh, but I did have a little bit of experience in working with the media. So uh, I had served in the United States Navy for five years as a Navy journalist, and uh, then I also uh, had owned a small-town newspaper for a couple of years. thought it would be fun to start a, a, a newspaper. Don't ever start that business. That's, that's not a good business to get into. Um, but so – I started reaching out to every media outlet I could, and I, I said, listen, I, I'd love to advertise, but I just don't have budget for that. Is there some way maybe we could create some content instead, um, maybe create a win-win here? And so that's exactly what we did. I started doing a regular radio segment. Uh, that led to uh, – and I started appearing in news magazines and ad magazines and newspapers, started writing a, a newspaper column, which became a – syndicated newspaper column now, which reaches uh, 1.1 million readers and has every single Tuesday for the past eight years. Uh, then I started getting into TV, a uh, lot more radio, syndicated radio. Uh, but all told now, Adam, I've been in the media 
over 1,500 times locally here in yeah. Orlando. I've been going into my local uh, TV affiliates. I've got three different three different stations that I work with as a consumer guy, and uh, I've been doing that now for uh, about six years. So, got a lot of experience by now. I, I and, and I kind of took that experience. Started doing a bunch of pro bono work in our local startup community, helping other startups um, get exposure. And all along, you know, really just telling them to save their money. Don't hire PR agencies. And I know some PR agencies aren't going to like this, but you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's that I think generally um, there are really good PR agencies out there, but unfortunately I think there's far too many that are relying on old school rules. They were taught – you know, enterprise-level PR in college, and that's kind of where they operate. And so for them to be able to do work for startups, there's a problem in that most startups can't afford what they really need in terms of PR. And so a PR agency really can't give them, I think, what they hope that they're going to get. So, I, you know, again, I, my methodology was to just teach startups how to do this yourself because with Savings Angel, you know, we've ended up doing about $6 million in sales. I've spent less than $500 in advertising. So I'm a big fan wow. of PR. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, uh, you know, the more I started uh, doing consulting, you know, free of charge and then workshops and then speaking, which led to paid speaking gigs. I just spoke at Social Media Marketing World uh, a couple uh -huh. months ago on, on a big stage, which was really an honor. Um, you know, I, obviously, you do that enough, people are going to start saying, uh, asking you for help. And so, uh, so I, again, as I said earlier, I, I reluctantly started an anti-PR firm. Um, I, I was happy doing savings, you know, running my savings angel company. But the reason I'm doing this, Adam, is, is I feel like I have a moral imperative uh, because I've just heard far too many horror stories of business owners that invested far too much money in PR and did not get the results that they had hoped for and ended up being a huge waste of money. I mean, we went through that. We tried to outsource yeah. PR a couple of times, blew $25,000 and had next to nothing to show for it. It can happen. And I just don't want that to happen to anybody else. Yeah. I have a, I have a client who's uh who owns a, a firm that deals with public relations. And the message is actually very similar. You see people that um, invest in that model and spend tens, maybe even some cases yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they don't have 1,500 media mentions to show for it. They don't have one media mention to show for yeah. it when you really come down to it. And I think that's pretty sad. And especially, I mean, it's, it's I don't want to say it's so easy to get media attention that a caveman could do it, but with no. all the different avenues out there that you can use, to make news by being interesting or or speaking on a topic that resonates with people or that people want to hear about, um, having the power to grow your business through PR is a very liberating sort of thing. So uh, the very oh, yeah. first question, yeah. So the first question that you know we're supposed to ask here that I think between the two of us uh, we might have already partially answered, but I'm going to put it out there because I think there's more. Is you know why should entrepreneurs bother with PR other than the obvious? <laughs> it's a whole lot less expensive than paying uh, to advertise. Yep. But I think beyond that uh, is my philosophy is to serve audiences and, and just give to people. And 
when you are acting as an expert and a thought leader on platforms, this gives you the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, I, I just believe now in the year 2000, 2017 and beyond, <clears throat> I think we're beyond infomercials and ShamWow, and, and there's always going to be a lucrative advertising uh, you know, way way of growing your business through advertising. I'm not saying not to advertise. I'm just saying that it's as a business owner, it's so refreshing when you wake up in the morning and you say, who can I serve today? And what value can I bring them? And if you do this long enough, what's going to happen? And I'm sure you've experienced this, Adam. It's when you ask really successful agency owners, where do you get all your business? Invariably, they tell you it's all word of mouth. And then you right. ask them, well, how did you get to that point? And, it, and generally, it, it, it says, you know, comes down to something like, well, you just do a lot of really good work, and you serve, you find uh, groups and networks that you can be a part of, that you can bring value to, and then, you know, when you do good work for them and you have a fair price and you, you know, generate return on investment from your work, that, then they're just going to word about you. Now, with social media – this has never been easier to facilitate. So, you know, our model, you know, now that I've kind of reluctantly started this anti-PR firm, is, is really not about the typical agency that wants to, well, we just want to have eight to ten really big clients and charge them tons of billable hours. Uh, we, in fact, are quite the opposite, where we want to have a thousand clients that are paying us very little, and we're providing them so much value that, they just do all of our advertising for us, and so thinner margins, but you just trust that, that with all of the platforms that everybody has to communicate easier than ever before, it will get done. Yeah, I think you're very right about that, and, um, and, and again, I mean, you look, you look at this. Uh, again, PR is just so simple when you are focused about it, and you know, the other beautiful thing is, is, you know, people talk about this whole thing about, you know, fake news and news is made, it doesn't happen and all that. Okay, mm -hmm. leave all those labels and those divisive ideas aside and look at the root of what's really going on is that news is whatever it's deemed to be. And you can make news if you want to. Just like, um, you know, we talk about fake news and people making up these stories and, you know, and the question of what is actually truth and what actually happened. And then you look at some of the uh, the news networks and you say, you know, they're so focused on this one little thing. But look at all these other stories that they're just totally mm -hmm. missing or they're totally blacking out. So what's up with yeah. all that? Uh, you, as a, you as somebody who understands PR, you the listener, um, have the power to break through that noise or lack of noise, as the case may be, um, and, and you know, through, a, through an effective public relations strategy is how I, is how I see it. So you, you know, have that new power because you don't have to just sit there and be told what's news and what isn't news. You can make that decision. Yeah, Adam, you're so right. And, I, I, you know, I'd really love to, you know, we've been talking, I think, kind of philosophically about what it means to create news and create um a story, but if you, you know, if you teach audiences enough, and you, you really start to get passionate about some certain um, topics, well, inevitably you are going to develop 
unique points of view. At least I hope you would be. Uh, and that's a part of being able to rise as someone who uh, is sought after is that you also have a unique point of view. So uh, if you are a historian and your major point of view is that Hitler is a jerk, you know, it's just yeah. like, you know, wow, way to go on, really? on that one. You know, it's just, you know, it's not unique. It's not, you know, everyone kind of agrees with that. Uh, he was a jerk, um, you know, but I'm being silly here. But, but really, you want to have a point of view and you want to bring information into a conversation with influencers, with the media, et cetera, that gets this, you want to evoke this response. Oh, that's really interesting. I hadn't considered that. And so, um, you know, again, I, I, I'm also a real big fan of making sure that whatever it is that you're te- ta- you know, talking about and teaching, uh, that, that you've kind of niched yourself and that, you know, rather than just trying to be a generalist uh, about anything, that, that maybe it's one aspect of a particular topic that nobody on the planet truly understands to the level that you do. Now, your audience may be smaller, but holy cow, they are going to be, they are willing to pay you a lot of money, and journalists are going to come from all over because you have that very unique voice. And so, you know, to the person who's listening to our conversation right now, I really challenge you to ask yourself, you know, what is my message to the world, and how can I make this a little bit more unique and specific? Uh, how can I maybe uh, pare down my audience? Uh, and when you do that, you're just going to become more valuable. A great uh, uh, client of mine um, started off by uh, doing relationship counseling in, in the workplace and, and really helping executives with, uh, uh, you know, being able to improve their family life. And they, you know, his belief was that, you know, that would then help you professionally. Well, he's doing all right, making good money. But then he started getting a lot of clients who were in dentistry. And he found that dentists have one of the most horrible, uh, you know, family lives. And, and their suicide rate is through the roof. And, you know, he just uh-huh. really developed a passion for helping uh, dentists. And uh, now uh, that's all he does. Is he works with dentists uh, to help them in their personal lives so that they can be more successful professionally. And as a result, it makes very, very good money. You know, that's one of those things that has me scratching my head thinking, huh, that's interesting. So there's a high suicide rate among dentists. Up until now, Josh, I had never heard such a thing. And I know people who coach dentists uh, yeah. specifically. Um, I don't know if you, know, you and I are talking about the same person or not, uh, but I do know that one of my friends is a, is a coach to dentists. And I, you know, it strikes me that he very well may be teaching dentists that whole thing about how to create that balance in their lives and how to connect mm-hmm. with their families and their freedom and what have you. And to break through uh, what can cause dentists to have high suicide rates. You know, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about uh, my dentist who is the only person in the world who's allowed to stick me with a needle because uh, he's the only person <laughs> I trust to inject me with anything. Uh, and believe me, he's gone through years to earn that trust. And you know, he seems like he seems like such a happy-go-lucky guy. And they do. Maybe, I don't know what's because, going on. 
and maybe because he's been in dentistry for 40 years and uh, it's something he's been so passionate about, and I know he has some other businesses and other investments that maybe round out the picture for him a bit, and he Mm. seems to have a good relationship with his family and everything. I believe that uh, he truly is a happy, well-adjusted, well-balanced person. And I'm saying I would actually be surprised to find out he's suicidal. It just doesn't seem to be in his character. <laughs> but the point Good. being is how many people out there who maybe you do or don't know are going through that and put up a, and put up a facade. Yeah. Well, so as you dig in more to your space uh, and you really look for these unique points of views and these unique things that you can bring, and that, you know, again, that's a unique story that you can bring to a more general audience. We talk about this a lot when we come up with story ideas that we could pitch the media. And so generally media partners and influencers that you work with, they're going, they are going to be generalists because they have an audience that, uh, you know, they're interested in a broad, uh, you know, a broad collection of, of things. You know, if it's, if it's me just going into my local Fox affiliate, obviously they talk about a lot of different things. Um, they count on me. My media contacts count on me to be the eyes and the ears, uh, because of my work with Savings Angel, on everything consumer savings related. So if there's a, uh, a new app that allows you to uh, get rental cars uh, for uh, 50% off, you know, they rely on me letting them know about that. And then I will pitch that to them. They'll say yes, uh, and I will do a, uh, I'll do a segment with them, and I'll talk about how amazing this new app is. Um, they cannot possibly keep their eyes on everything that's going on in the news. So, it, it, you know, again, they leave it to uh, – they, they don't want to have a collection of experts uh, that can be the bird dog for them. The bird dog is out there, you know, basically just scaring up the pheasants or whatever it is uh, so that the hunter can uh, – Hunter can shoot them out of the sky, and that's kind of what we want to do in our PR strategy is you want to develop these relationships and then just keep on serving. And if you can serve uh, influencers, if you can serve journalists, you make their job easy, then they are going to take care of you. And um, I really want to get to this too, Adam, is that it's really important to have this right mindset of, of service. And that if you reach out to a journalist because you just want that journalist to promote your thing, your PR success, you're going to have a very short shelf life in the PR world. Um, that's yeah, not I how know. it works. It, it really, it's, it's much different. And you, I know you know this. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, you know, again, your job is to make their job easy and to serve that audience. If you do a really good job and you play the long game, you can get invited back over and over and over again. Um, and as a result, you, you, you too can make your $6 million in sales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something has struck me uh, when you said that uh, the media relies on you to keep them abreast of what's going on. So you have all these uh, companies you're investing in and, or what have you, or however that works, and uh, you become aware of an app that facilitates something that could be a good uh, public interest story or could tie in to a story that's breaking in the media right now. Now, I know whenever I'm looking for an app for something, and I'm sparing with the apps I use. I mean, my phone is very clean. I keep it uh, in brand-new condition. I don't, un- I don't download a bunch of crap just because. So when I need an app, it's because I have a need. 
That said, when I go to the Google Play Store, any time I'm looking for an app that does X, and I do a search for that, I'm going to find five or six different apps minimum that all claim to do the same thing. If yeah. I'm looking for a specific app by name, I will find that app, but then I'm going to find another list of apps right under it that claim to do substantially the same thing that the app I was searching for did. The difference between um, that app uh, that is getting all the attention and all the other apps that are in the, hey, we also do it, is, in my estimation, PR. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, we believe in, in, you know, the reason why PR works really well is because when we see or we read a conversation, I mean, this is what we, how we develop the idea of what is true or not is based on the world that we see around us. And um, so uh, advertising, you know, particularly today, I think that, you know, everyone is more skeptical than ever before when it comes to advertising. Um, you know, be, you know, we don't we our eyes glaze over banner ads. We skip past uh, commercials at the at, at, you know at the very earliest second that we can. We don't like being sold to. Uh, however, we do like being informed and entertained. Uh, we like our lives being enriched, and that's what we get from content. And um, you know. Through PR, that's what we're doing. We're just we're giving away content, and the more valuable the content, uh, I think that the more people are going to appreciate us. And um, you know, Adam, one example that I'll commonly use is that if you are performing on Broadway and you have the opportunity to perform on the Today Show, um, you know, would you would you give a really great performance, or would you say, now wait a minute? These people are not paying for tickets. This TV audience, these are just, you know, these are just uh, leeches. They're, they're le- they, they want to see my performance. They're not paying me money. Uh, you wouldn't do that. You, you would give your best performance in your life. Um, yes. And, yeah, you give it away for free. Um, and the reason why you do that is because, obviously, they're only going to get one song. Uh, you know, if, if they really love that one song, they will pay, and they will come see uh, the, the whole musical. Yeah, you raise a great point. As you were saying that, the, that same phrase formed in my mind, proving your genius level because great minds think alike, is mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, that, yeah, if I were invited on a Today Show, I would give the performance of my life. I wouldn't be worried about, oh, it's a TV audience and I'm not, you're not buying tickets. I'd be thinking of all the tickets that I would be selling and all the yeah. gigs that I would be getting that would be paying me as a result of my appearance on a Today Show that a that another actor or singer or performer of similar levels of talent as me might not be getting because they didn't have the PR lined up. Yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of people get real sensitive about that when I tell them, you know, well, what is it, you know, especially people who sell information products, uh, is I encourage them to give away their best stuff for free. And that really scares them. But I say, look, you know, whatever platform you have is not going to be the kind of platform that you can develop for your paying members. So just, just you know, just what you're going to find is that people are going to say things like, holy cow, all this value I've gotten, if the free stuff is as good, I can't imagine what it's like to study at the feet of the master, you know. Yeah. And so that you just have to trust that that's, you know, that's how people are going to respond. So give it away. Okay. 
Yeah. Now, um, now we've evolved a lot. I mean, uh, I mean, let's go back ten years uh, when, with uh, the uh, democratization of the internet and the ability for anybody to form an online business and the technology catching up to it, it was, you know, quote unquote, easy to get an information product out there. So you had companies that based their entire model on selling the information product, and then they would yeah. uh, have the heebie-jeebies when your product ended up on the torrents or on the dark web. Well, um, mm-hmm. I've got a little bit of news for you. If you put out an information product, it will be ripped off, it will yeah. find itself on a torrent, and it will find itself on the dark web. Uh, I know a guy, I'm not going to say his name, but I will say that he's been on the Business Creators Radio Show who spends a lot of time in the dark web finding out some things that are really, really going on. And uh, he deals with a lot of clients who have information products, including a client that he and I both share. Great client. And this, 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 what, this, this friend of mine who was uh, in the dark web, he said to my client who has the information products, like, dude, uh, you know, they, uh, they've ripped off your product, and, uh, and I just saw it for sale on the dark web. Congratulations, yeah. you've arrived. Yeah. Not 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 go get your lawyer. No, it's congratulations. You're you've arrived. The people who are deep in the know are citing you now. This is big. Yeah. Well, you know, and Adam, I, you know, my philosophy in business as well is that you know it it it's incumbent upon us as owners to always be evolving and always be growing. Um, you know, because if it's not the quote unquote dark web, I mean, it's it's just going to be imitators. Uh, who are going to say, wow, they seem to have a great thing. Uh, I'm going to do the exact same thing. And so it's, it's really critical uh, that you're, you're, con- you're not ever resting on your laurels. And, you know, I, uh, in, in the way I do business, I, uh, I'm very much glass house. You know, I'll tell you everything and anything that we're doing. I'll tell you our trade secrets. I just, I don't believe in trade secrets. I believe that everything is pretty much public domain. Um, you know, so again, you know, speaking to the democratization, but then again, you know, it kind of comes, you know, philosophically where I'm at as a consumer advocate. Uh, you know, I believe that, um, you know, I, I just believe in being transparent with everybody. And I, I wish more companies would be more transparent, uh, you know, rather than crafting these you know, these public relations responses that are written by attorneys, you know, just write like a human being. You know, you, you compare uh, United Airlines uh, to, um, gosh, Star-Lord, what's his name? <laughs> Chris, uh, help me out here. What's his Star-Lord, uh, Chris I believe, Pratt. I believe Chris Pratt. I, Chris Pratt. Okay, Chris Pratt. The, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got, you know, when he does, when he says or does something stupid, like on Twitter, he owns it, and he's just like, you know, and it's just so refreshing to watch celebrities who respond like that, who just say, you know what, I completely screwed up. I am so sorry I said that, you know, as opposed to United Airlines' first apology, non-apology, you know, sorry, uh-huh. not sorry. Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, the reason why, like, you know, with that, it's like everybody, it's like we we all recognize now you know, when somebody is being uh, all lawyerly, and we hate it, we despise it. It's just, you know, today, be authentic. And, you know, when you screw up, let people know you screwed up and just say, you know what, we can do a whole lot better than that, and we learn from it. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I think that's today's kind of really uh, crisis comms communications, um, 
uh, where we've evolved to. And I think that United will be something, you know, their response to the, the gentleman that was, you know, pulled out of his seat and dragged down the uh, aisle. Uh, that is going to be something that will be written about in PR textbooks for years, decades to come. And how not well, what to do, not what you do. Yeah, since we're, since we're talking about United Airlines, let me make uh, two quick points about that. Uh, first off, uh, right around the same time that United had uh, those couple incidents, and it wasn't just the one, there are a couple things that have come up. I mean, we can talk about the uh, the doctor who was dragged off the plane and got a concussion and his teeth knocked out, beaten within an inch of his life, his face all bloodied. Uh, we can uh, get into the rabbit that was put in a freezer, uh, the woman who was forced to urinate in a cup. Uh, I mean, we can go on with all these things that are, are happening with United. And part of the reason, you know, for better or worse, from my view, that they're getting so much of the bad press and every single little screw-up they do is instantly news is because of the handling of that situation. Now, all the same time that all this static is going on with United and everything, uh, other airlines have actually done some sadly similar things. I mean, there's no known cases of somebody being dragged and beaten and bloodied to a pulp sure. because they wanted to stick a deadhead in the seat or something like that. But uh, there are some things with customers being uh, kicked off, customers being treated rudely. Uh, uh, you have the case of a flight attendant on another airline trying to start a fist fight with a customer over, I believe, overhead luggage or something like that. But the difference is the other airlines get in front of it. So, uh, yeah, so Delta has something like that that happens. I believe it was Delta. I don't have it in front of me right now to look at my notes, but I believe it was Delta was the one where the flight attendant tried to start a fist fight with one of the passengers a couple weeks ago. And, again, if I'm incorrect about that, uh, you know, people were free to comment and share a link, and I'll say, yeah, you're right. Uh, so, uh, but, anyway, the fact that something like that did happen, but the other airline had a better response to it. And then here's another point, and this has stuck with me. Uh, somebody I knew 20 years ago, 20 years ago, said this to me just offhand, and it just rings in my mind, that whenever he's booking a flight, he looks for the airline that recently had some sort of PR crisis or had a crash or some yeah. kind of bad news story. And the reason for that is is because he knows that will be the best airline to travel on because they'll be the ones most focused on getting it right. Yeah, usually, you know, one thing that's kind of interesting, um, in the consumer world, uh, specifically with consumables and products and services, you see this where, um, let's say there's a major recall on a dog food. Uh, we see this a lot. Uh, just within 30 days, you will see the most ridiculously high-value coupons where they basically just give away the food uh, in order to earn consumers' trust back. So uh, every time we see recalls uh, in and uh, on the Savings Angel side, uh, we go, all right, look out, because you're going to come a bunch of free food. So just, you know, get ready yeah. to get these coupons. Yeah. And so, that's good. Uh, so just, yeah, so just a funny thing, like on, on like the, uh, on the, uh, on the visitor threads for United Airlines, um, you see that the comments are about 99.3% highly negative, and every once in a while there will be that one person that said, you know, I've got some really bad press, but i got to tell you that we got to celebrate the good things too. So here's a picture of me with this gate attendant who just really went above and beyond to make sure that I got to my wedding safely or something like that. And, uh, and you know, true confession, and somebody wants to research me, they'll find this. 
is I sometimes go on the United Threats and I post some uh, I post some uh, things to get people fired up a little bit too. Not because I'm a hater, actually, but because I'm just trying to stir things up and play with PR a little bit. To me, it's just an exercise in publicity and uh, and and testing the power of information, emancipating the power of information to uh, to steer the conversation one way or the other. And you know what I'm really looking for is to see um, is to see uh, you know which ones get the likes and the comments and which ones uh, you know get a little get a little bit going because I'm just having a little fun testing my PR. Um, personally, I wish United Airlines well. Um, I would love to see United uh, be in a place where they can earn back a lot of consumer confidence. Um, I would like to see them really give that, because I don't want to see anybody fail. I want to see them embrace this mistake and learn from it and, uh, and use the opportunity to become a respected leader in the airline industry. I think they have that at their disposal if they choose to embrace it. Well, Adam, I couldn't agree with you more. And PR would be a good start. I mean, so, so you know, no more smashing guitars, no more beating up passengers, no more sticking rabbits and freezers, but start telling the good stories. And, yeah, you every time you post something positive, you're going to get all the people that are going to remind you about Dr. Dow and his bloody face and everything else, but keep putting out the message that you need people to hear. And the more you say it, the more people will listen to it. Uh, what I also saw on United's Facebook page is after all these uh, controversies broke out, is they just stopped posting, really. And I think that was a mistake. They should have been front and center by saying, you know, by showing them what's good about United. Because without that, there's only one voice speaking, and it's not the voice that they need to have heard. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So, you know, everything is PR, everything you do and say, and, you know, as, as we've learned, sadly, you know, it, it can take uh, decades to build a reputation, and you can watch it crumble within five minutes if you choose poorly. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, sometimes you make, you make little mistakes. Um, I know somebody very recently that um, went on a thread on Facebook and uh, commented something about uh, – about uh, how lousy the reporters are from this one particular network. I'm not going to mention by name because, you know, we're, we're, we're a nonpartisan show here at Business Creators Radio. Uh, they posted this thing, and, uh, and uh, then uh, they got a reply on the thread from a reporter from that network. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. And, the way, yeah. and the way the reporter replied is uh, – Try that, and I'll kick your ass with a smiley face. So my, advice <laughs> person, so my advice to the person was very simple. Click like on their comments and reply to it with a smiley face of your own. Just say, yeah. you know, just let them know it's nothing personal, and it'll blow over quickly. And lo and behold. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, again, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, watching uh, Social Network, you know, where um, Mark Zuckerberg's girlfriend, you know, says, look, you know, the Internet's not written in pencil. It's written in ink, and it stays forever. So do be careful about what you, what you say, though. Well, living in Las Vegas, you know one of the taglines is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But uh, in today's world, what happens in Vegas stays on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, YouTube, Twitter, you name it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so since we're talking about social media here, let's change the subject a little bit. And particularly in the world that we, you know that you and I serve, uh, it, this isn't going to change anytime soon, I don't think. Facebook ads are all the rage. And everybody's saying, just do Facebook ads, and uh, that'll be enough. Is it? Well, uh, it depends on what you what your goals are. If you, if you want to be Vince from ShamWow, yeah, go for it. Um, you know, and I believe that, you know, a good Facebook ad strategy can lead to linear growth. And um, that's great. And I'm not going to say that you shouldn't uh, advertise, uh, but what I have found when we have advertised is that when we use that to attract attention, um, we can do that. Uh, and However, when those people initially come in um, and they jump into your sales funnel, you know, they really don't have a relationship with you. You know, just an internal example, um, when we've experimented with Facebook ads, and we'll probably use them some more in the future, uh, but those people are way different than what we typically deal with. So, you know, what we typically deal with is, you know, I've been serving within a particular community. I go up on stage and, you know, I'm speaking to a crowd of a couple hundred people and I provide so much value and those people see, gosh, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Um, and so it's really fun when as a business owner, you can talk with your ideal clients and they're almost a little starstruck when they talk to you on the phone. It makes the process a lot easier if uh, if sales is involved in any way, um, you know. And then you kind of compare that to, uh, you know. And again, this is uh, probably relatively small sample size, but I had a couple of experiences where you know we were doing some Facebook ads to dump people into watching a webinar, you know, very typical uh, sales funnel, and ended up talking with them, and. Uh, you know, you could just tell there's just a completely different vibe where it was like, okay, you know, go ahead and sell me on your stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, it just feels dirty, man. Um, so like I said, um, uh, you can do the Facebook ads. If you are doing a lot of PR, by the way, I will tell you that it makes your Facebook ads work a lot better because people are going to see, oh, well, Adam's been written up in Entrepreneur and Forbes and Inc., and all these other online publications, clearly he knows what he's talking about. And so um, as a result, now let's say your, um, CP, your, you know, your CPL, your cost per lead, your cost per conversion ends up going down. And it, in some cases it can go, go down quite a bit uh, because, again, you know, in today's age, you know, I'm not going to make a major purchase until I find out a little bit about it. Maybe I might ask my friends on social media. Maybe I might do Google, uh, do, uh, do a Google search. Maybe I want to see how many followers does this person have on Twitter. Um, and all those things, by the way, Adam, I invite you or the person who's listening to us, go ahead and Google me. Go ahead and check me out on social media. Go ahead and check my, uh, you know, my, uh, my, my cred score and, and all those other things. Um, because again, what you'll see is a product of service. It's not the product of selling. And when you serve audiences and you serve digital audiences, Google rewards you. And um, other influencers want to do business with you. Um, you know, there's certain, uh, there's certain deals that come along and opportunities that come along to influencers that don't come along to smaller business owners. I, I know all of us, 
remember what it's like, whether you're still there or whether you used to be at the beginning when nobody knew you and you had to scratch and claw your way to get to a point where people started knowing your name. And once people knew your name, it just gets so much easier to do business. You know, where people just email you out of the blue constantly. Hey, Josh, why don't we have, you know, why don't we do this together? Why don't we do a joint venture? Why don't I promote you and do a rev share on this? I mean, just all these opportunities come. But, again, you have to build up your reputation first. Um, And as you do that, it's in in my opinion, those opportunities come as a result of your perceived importance more so than what you might have in your bank account. Now, having a nice flush bank account is really fun, but um, you know, not everybody not everybody knows exactly what your revenues are. Um, so, if you want amazing opportunities, that's fine. Keep working on the sales. Keep working on the advertising. You need that. Uh, but also, always, always be working on your brand and your authority because. I want to get you to a point where your growth is not just linear but exponential, and everybody's you know everybody's clamoring to work with you. Yeah, uh, there's you know we we have a lot of listeners on our show who are you know coaches and consultants and things like that, and they talk about well how do I get the high fees? How do I raise my rates? And yeah. uh, how do I and how do I justify my rates? And my answer is that there are a number of things you can do to justify your higher rates, and one of which is public relations and PR. Reason mm-hmm. being is once you get to a certain level, because another question that comes up is how do I differentiate myself from all the other coaches and consultants who help clients with substantially the same thing, nothing new under the sun. Uh, you get to a point where people will hire you because they want to work with you. As you said, mm-hmm. it's not so much yeah. you know your style of coaching or whether there's five calls a month and uh, an emergency 911 calls or the 12 bullet points of the areas we're going to deal with during our experience together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, yada. That's great. Paint the result. Beautiful. But when you really want to get into the high fees, it becomes a matter of attaining that celebrity where people say, hey, I just want to work with Josh Elledge. Uh, they're not really yeah. going to look very closely at your website and the 12 bullet points of the features of your service as much as they're going to Google you and see, yeah. hey, for a PR guy, this guy's getting a lot of PR. Uh, yeah. It seems to be worth it. So that that's a conversation that not only comes to you unsolicited, but you have a pre-closed customer on the phone. Basically, you just got to not screw it up and they'll pay you. Yeah. You know, I don't know, Adam, I don't know too many thought leaders who, if, if a thought leader has products and services, generally – they're doing pretty well in business. Uh, I, I find that to just be across the board the case. Yeah, I think I think you're right about that. So what we want to do now is now let's uh, you know get into getting some of this publicity. So where do we connect with journalists and how do we do that? Twitter, absolutely. Twitter has replaced what you normally would have had to spend thousands of dollars monthly to a PR firm for. Um, so, matter of fact, I, I've got, uh, Adam, if you don't mind, I, I'd like to give a, a gift because there's so much I'd love to get into this, and I, I see we don't have that much time left, uh, but I actually have a full Twitter course that I normally sell for $100, and 
I'd love to give it away for free. Um, to someone who's been with this conversation this length of time, clearly you're into what it is that we're talking about. Um, and um, if you don't mind, I, I, I can give a URL where they can, it'll zero at the price. There's no, it's not some weird upsell thing that, as you could tell, yeah. I mean, that's not what I'm into. Um, but if you just go to, uh, gosh, let's call it, uh, let's go to upendpr.com forward slash, oh, what's, what's a good word that we can use? Um, let's see here. How about uh, just, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with, uh, it's kind of long, business podcast. How's that? All right. It's well, got, so you, you, there, you, there, well, you, well, Josh, you could just put it in your, put it in your notes. Well, actually, since we're creating a uh, we're creating an offer on the fly here, and believe me, we love snacks. Uh, BCRS will do because people are familiar with BCRS as being the um, the uh, initial acronym for Business Creators Radio. Well, BCRS. So uh, upnpr.com forward slash BCRS Business Creators Radio Show. That's where you want to go, and if you do that, it'll it'll give you my Twitter Publicity Mastery course absolutely free. Um, now, let me just give you a crash course survival in why Twitter is so critical for you, okay? I'm not saying you need to love Twitter. I'm not saying you need to make it your de facto social media platform that you spend all your time on, but you do need to at least have a few things in place. And that is, number one, you need to have an avatar that is your face that shows that you are a human. Unless you have a large enterprise-level company, people want to communicate with people, not uh, faceless corporations. Also, yeah. you want to have make sure that you treat your bio seriously. You can go take a look at mine at Josh Elledge, J O S H E L L E D G E, and just copy mine. Um, and you also want to make sure that you have good cover art. Then you want to show some followers. And uh, it's really not that hard to attract followers on Twitter. In fact, it's quite easy. All you need to do is just Use a, maybe a service like Social Oomph or Buffer or something that allows you to schedule your tweets. And you want to have a tweet that goes out about every 30 minutes, maybe even every 25 minutes. And uh, just something visual, inspirational quote will do just fine. Uh, you know, and just make sure that you add value to the quote so that you also show that you are a thought leader behind just someone who's just regurgitating someone else's wisdom. All right, and you do that on a regular basis. And every tweet that you do has two hashtags that are relevant to that. And if you do that long enough, you will start to attract followers. It's just it's not that hard. Um, and then if you want, I mean, there's there's tools that can help you uh, get more followers as well. And and I go into those uh, in the course. But um, you know, two that I really like are SocialQuant, Q U A N T dot net. And then there's one, and I'll have to spell this one, too. It's called Juicer, but it's J-O-O-I-C-E-R. Those are both really good tools that will automate a lot of Twitter. And, yeah, sadly, a lot of Twitter is just bot, you know, bots talking to each other. Um, but that said, there are still a lot of humans who you very actively use Twitter. And if you, and, and if you use Twitter to reach out to influencers, uh, then you don't have to pay someone to do that for you. And if you look as though you have, you know, a serious um, uh, level of authority, like you, you have, a, you know, have a few hundred followers, your stuff is professional, you've got some decent engagement, then people are going to treat you seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, when that happens, 
rather than, you know, when you reach out to people, them just ignoring you or not responding to you, they will respond to you. And uh, so when you're pitching to journalists and influencers, they will say yes. Uh, because they they can see you have a pretty decent sized audience and they don't they don't want to offend you by ignoring you. Right. Yeah. I think that's uh, I think that's all very good to consider. Um, we have about um, wow time is flying here. We have uh, less than eight minutes, so I do want to squeeze in one more question here because uh, this is yeah. a question we get a lot when it comes to publicity. Is uh, should you just blast all press releases? Damn your PR. I think I, I think I know your answer, uh, but I want to hear yeah. the reasons why from your perspective. Oh God, are you kidding me? Yeah, T- tell me anyone who shows up to work and they can't wait to crack open press release magazine. Here's what press releases are: press releases are scared little businesses who are afraid of getting rejected, so they're just spraying and praying. Press releases are also. Uh, are PR agencies who realize that they can make a lot of money. They can show, quote, unquote, 200 guaranteed impressions. Uh, uh, How many people are reading it? Next to nobody. Um, Now, press releases, uh, when you count on, oh, let's just throw it out there and see what happens, not going to amount to a whole lot. Uh, We partner with PR Newswire, who is the gold standard, in my opinion, for press releases. And, yeah, it, it will absolutely – you could absolutely get a bunch of logos instantly by distributing a press release. And we do that for some of our clients because it does fit a strategy, okay, for instant authority by getting you media logos, and, and then you can use that. Now, here's where, here's where press releases make a lot of sense. It's what you do with the press release. Uh, if it's just distributed out to a place where nobody sees it, you're probably not going to drive a lot of traffic to your website, all right? And so if you want sales, then what I would suggest is that you hand deliver, and I know you're not going to like this answer, but it's the reality, is that with a little bit of effort, okay, you can take and get, and you can, you can grow your return on investment by leaps and bounds if you just add a little bit of personal effort behind what you do. Do what other people are not willing to do, and you will get the results that they don't get. Okay, spamming generally doesn't work real well. Um, yeah, it's a numbers game, but, you know, again, if you can do email communication in a very personal way, it will feel like it's less effective, but it's not. You still have to go through some numbers, and this is why most – PR agencies end up charging a lot of money because it just takes some time. But if you work together with a PR agency and you decide, well, we're going to do this and you can do that, you don't need to do everything for us, uh, you know, we can kind of share in the work, then I think you'll find a comfortable medium where you can end up getting a lot of value. So also with press releases is that you are trying to advertise to a group of people that has never heard of you before. So are they going to be ready to buy your stuff? Maybe, but probably not because they don't really know, like, and trust you yet. However, your followers, your email subscribers, your social media followers, your, your existing customers, they already know, like, and trust you. So when you brag to them that your press release was just picked up in the Orlando Business Journal or 
you know, maybe Yahoo News, which, by the way, these are all places you can get uh, with, you know, a service like PR Newswire. But, but you treat it like it's a big deal. Okay, what it does is it tells your people you are part of a tribe that is growing and that is getting so much exposure that all of these media publications, we weren't sure if, you know, they were going to pick up our press release, but apparently we're doing something right. Uh, even though, yeah. you know, again, most press release distribution, they're, they're going to get you there. Um, but you treat it like it's a big deal. If you treat it like it's a big deal, then your people are going to treat it like it's a big deal. And they're going to say, wow, that Adam guy is really, you know, getting all this buzz. Maybe I should, you know, take a look at his service again because uh, I don't want to get left behind. If Yahoo News says it's good, then it's, it's got to be good. And, and it, yeah. you can even use Distributed press releases with the media as well, and just just that's, you know, rather than share, yeah, yeah, rather than just yeah, share your blog post, just share yeah, uh, the press release. Oh, yeah. Like. yeah, just a couple quick points here. I think what you've highlighted is just blasting out press releases in and of itself is not really a strategy. And uh, you know, my client friend who uh, who uh, has a press release distribution service would agree with at least some of your points. Um, uh, he, would argue, he would argue that press releases are an effective way to reach reporters, with a caveat. And if he's listening, and I'm phrasing him wrong, just leave a comment for me, and I'll say you're right, or you know, or you know, you know, you know, rip me on the phone or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but you look at the press release, and you look at who the expanded audience is. It is your prospective future, and even your previous customers, so you can show them that, yeah, you are part of this tribe. You are getting yes. the attention. These respective journals are sharing your press release. It also has a really good search engine power uh, because, I mean, sometimes it turns into a pump and dump, but some, search, but some press releases stand the test of time on Google searches, and it's a way to make your own news. So, for instance, and, and my client would say this, if, uh, you know, if let's say your, uh, your company is involved in this charity or you're sponsoring a charitable event, do a press release on that uh, because yeah. when people are researching you, they're going to see, oh, Josh Elledge, uh, he gives back to the community. That's the kind of guy that I want to work with. So it just adds yeah. to the credibility as you go along. Yeah. Um, you know, again, you know, things like uh, charities and nonprofits do have a little bit more leeway in their success. But, you know, again, most journalists, most influencers, when they see a press release, unless you're – you know, if you are Disney or Apple or something like that and you put out a press release, yeah, it's news. But if you're a small business that no one's ever heard of and you put out a press yeah. release, tough love time, man. Nobody cares. We just don't care. Exactly. Um, so exactly. if you make, a, you know, if you do a press release and it's actually interesting and it's newsworthy, then, yeah, maybe you could get some decent pickup just on the distribution alone. Right, right. So it is possible. But just bear in mind the expanded power of a press release and other things you can do with it to get yourself more results than just putting them out there and hoping. Uh, so don't smoke yeah. the hopium, as one of our other guests would say. Uh, just uh, you know, bear in mind it's part of a larger strategy, and because you've invested in the press release, you have the bandwidth now. So, Josh, yeah. we are at the 59-minute mark, and I want to give you 20 of those seconds for any last words you have for our audience. 
Yeah, so keep on doing what you're doing in terms of listening to a program like this because this is how you grow your worth. This is how you grow your value, and this is how you get to a point where you have more to offer your clients. So, so keep on keeping on. We've got lots of free stuff for you. Again, that's at upnpr.com slash BCRS, and you can have the, tw- the $99 uh, Twitter Publicity Mastery course for free. Oh, that's great. Uh, upnpr.com forward slash BCRS. Josh Elledge of uh, UpNPR, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and quite an education. Adam, thank you so much for having me. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check in with our previous and our upcoming episodes where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.